Well, I want you to do me a favor this morning. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 34, 19. The title of my message this morning is Overcoming in Tough Times. How many of you have ever had a tough time? I, I, uh, I've been through some tough times. I thought I'd been through the toughest of times. Uh, and, you know, interestingly enough, I have recognized this. Every time I think I've been through a tough time, the devil always tells me the time I'm in right now is the toughest. Have you all ever noticed that? I mean, it, it, every time you hit the moment you hit, whatever it is, that moment is always the toughest moment. You know, you've been here before. You've already gone through some things. And if we'll recognize that, you know, one thing I've recognized about the devil, whether you know this or not, he ain't got no new tricks. Have y'all noticed he does the same stuff over and over again? It's nothing new. You know, if he, first of all, you know, you go through, like, all of a sudden, something will come up with your money. Well, you know that's the devil. We know every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So, first off, you know, he attacks your money. Well, when you don't come under that attack and you win in victory over that, well, he'll leave a little while. And then he'll come back and what does he do? He'll come after your family. Well, then he'll mess something up with your family. And then, and then, and then you know, that's the devil. So you fight that off because you resist the devil. And then the Bible says the devil will flee. But he didn't quit. You'd think he'd quit. Then you know what he did? He comes back and he attacks you somehow, your body or, you, you know, something to do with you. Then, then, then you fight that off. You win that victory. And he goes away for a little bit. And you have some victorious times. And then guess what? All of a sudden he's back and no new trick. You know what he'll do? He'll hit your money. He'll hit your family, and he'll hit you. Then he leaves, he comes back, hit your money, hit your family. And, you know, he's just so stupid. Somebody like, oh, I know you didn't call the devil stupid. Aren't you afraid? No. The Bible says the devil's under my feet. He's under my feet. I love that scripture. He said that he was on a tree that cursed is everyone that hangs upon a tree that the blessings of Abraham may come upon us. And the Bible says that he made a show of the devil openly, triumphing over him in it. The devil is defeated. Look at somebody and say, the devil is defeated. You know what that means? He ain't got no feet. You know, I'm just telling you, the devil's a liar. I'm here to tell you this morning that no matter what comes against us, no matter what you see in your life, no matter what challenge you come up against or what challenge comes into your life, what you've gone through or what issues and challenges you may face, the devil is a liar. Glory to God. Just yell that out. The devil's a liar. How many of you believe that? I think we'll say that one more time like we really mean it. You know something? The devil is a liar. The Bible says that he goes about like a roaring lion and he seeks whom he may devour. Well, I've just decided I'm not going to be one devoured. Hallelujah. I'm not coming under the pressure of the devil. I'm not going to allow the devil to, to steal my joy. I'm not going to allow him to put me down. You know, I, I always tell you, I'm like one of them weeble wobbles. You know, you may knock me down, but I'm coming right back up. Lord of God. When I was a little kid, they had one of them things, you know, rock'em, sock'ems. Y'all remember those? You'd get in there, it was this thing you blew up, had sand in the bottom of it, and you'd hit it, and it 
bounce back up, and you'd hit, and it bounced back up. You know, I'm just like that. I'll tell you what, you may give me a blow every once in a while, but baby, I'm coming right back up. I'm coming right back up. I cannot be defeated, and I'm telling you right now, I will not quit. You know, I have found out that no matter what goes on in life and no matter what challenges I face, it doesn't, it doesn't change God at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you know what? I found something else that you know God wasn't surprised by any of it. It didn't shock God when I went through it. It didn't shock God when I was standing there in front of it and when it was a challenge in my life. And, and so I know this, God before me, and if God before me, hallelujah, then what does it matter who or what is against me? Y'all watch out. I might get a little, uh, a little loud this morning, you know. I, I'm trying not to be one of those screaming preachers, but right now I just feel like screaming at the devil. You know, sometimes we ought to scream at the devil. The Bible said the, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent, but the violent take it by force. I've said this before. The, the only thing the devil could do to me, that the worst thing he could do was send me to heaven. I know at the end, no matter what, if I know Jesus, if, if my family members know Jesus, bless God, they may go on early, but they're going on to heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so this scripture tells us many, say many, many, are the afflictions of a righteous person. You're not immune. Would to God. I was immune from all that. I, I wish I could just be immune from the many. Y'all didn't get that. That was kind of funny. I'd take affliction but not many. But the Bible said, some of y'all just got that way. Right over your head. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Well, you know, that, that's a, I mean, that's just a fact. There isn't a thing I can do about that. Many are the afflictions of, now I want you to take it off the screen. I'm going to stop right there. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Now I want us to go over, I want you to look at something else with me. I want you to turn over to Mark chapter 5, would you? Turn over to Mark chapter 5. Hallelujah. Woo. I feel the preach coming on. <laughs> Just I feel a preach coming on. Mark chapter 5, get over there with me. I got to get there. Hold on just a second. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 5. And I want you to get about to the 21st verse. And when the Jesus had passed over again by a ship to the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the ship. And behold, there came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray that you'll come and lay your hands on her, that she can be healed, and she will live. Jesus went with him, and many people followed him and thronged him. And in the middle of that, a certain woman came, which had an issue of blood, 12 years and had much suffering, many things she'd seen, many physicians, and spent all that she had. And was none better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard that Jesus had pressed behind him, she wanted to touch the hem of his garment. For she said, if I can touch but his clothes, I'll be made whole. Now turn it off. Now in Acts chapter 14 or 15, if we looked at Acts in general, we're going to find that the apostles were beat up. They were uh, 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 shipwrecked. 
They went through all kinds of trauma issues. I would call those afflictions. Uh, they were in prison. At a, and they had been thrown in there and locked up. Couldn't, couldn't get anywhere. Now, now, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but I've just described to you pretty much what all y'all been through. The lady didn't have anything because the devil had stolen her health. She was struggling. I'd say that was a tough time. I'd say it fall under many are the afflictions. And the apostles were locked up in prison. I'd say that falls under many of the afflictions. Jairus' daughter was completely and totally, or his servant's daughter, she was totally at the point of death. I'd say that was a challenge. Many of you have been there where you're staring things like that in the face or even lost a loved one and going through the grieving process. And, and, and so, I mean, sitting here, I mean, if I left you at that point, if all I did was left you at Daniel in the lion's den or David in front of Goliath or Moses at the, at the river or Noah waiting for rain, or Abraham about to sacrifice his son. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, we could all get depressed about that. Matter of fact, right now you're thinking, I mean, every one of you is ready for me to say something else. In your urgency, something inside of you is telling you that, that I stopped at the wrong point. I, I, I quit at the wrong place. I start, see that said many are the afflictions and, and if that was the case and all I had was many are the afflictions boy that wouldn't be much of a God to serve there's no victory in many are the afflictions now see I know a lot of people like to make it sound like that that's where the victory is that somehow many are the afflictions is the victory they like to tell you about their experience of Job they wanted to you know you know what I'm talking about they're going through the Job thing and they want to tell you how they lost their homes and their cattle and their cars and, and all that stuff. And they were many afflicted. <laughs> but you know, I kind of like that guy. You remember them back in the old day? He had that. And now the rest of the story. You know, if we don't go to the rest of the story, we're never going to have victory. But there is another side to many of the. Glory to God. There is another side to many are the afflictions of the righteous. That isn't where it stops. It didn't stop with Moses on this side of the river. It didn't stop with Noah not having rain. It didn't stop. There was a ram in the thicket. There is another side to the story. Woo! There is a way out. There is an escape. It, God is for us. God is our friend. He is our helper, our present help in times of trouble. Oh! Woo! got to preach myself happy you see I'm living by faith and not by sight I walk by faith and not by sight no weapon formed against me 
shall prosper! troubled times you can stand strong in the midst of a trial you can overcome the Lord is with you the Lord is your strength the Lord is your help <laughs> oh glory to God <laughs> I'm so glad I know Jesus Without the Lord. In the midst of their challenge, this man was distraught. He was he was messed up. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she can live, so she can be healed. Moments of desperation, moments when all you're clinging to is the hope that you have in God. Now here's the question. Many ask it, is it enough? Is it enough? Is there enough in him to take care of my financial need? Is there enough in him to overcome the sickness in my body? Is there enough in him to help me with my challenge? And I say to you, he's more than enough. <laughs> oh. He is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Oh, sh this woman came to him and said, I, I've been at this 12 long years, week. I've gone and I've seen many physicians. And Lord, I've grown none 
better. She was troubled. It's not the end of the story. The Bible says, for she said, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. When she reached and she touched him, it says, and straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her plague. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? You know, there's a touch that comes from us in times of desperation. You say, well, God doesn't move on emotion. You're right. He doesn't. It's faith that moves God. But I've I've, I've done all I know to do. I I have tried everything I know to try. I have prayed every prayer I know to pray. And I'm standing in faith. And there's a time when all you can do is having done all to stand. Shoo! Just stand. I've done all I know. That's this lady. That's Jay Iris. They're standing there done all they know. But there is that hand which will reach God. And from him pull virtue from heaven. And he knows what you have need of before you even ask him. God cares about everything about you. He knows the hair on your head. He knows your trouble. He said many are the afflictions of a righteous man. But I guarantee you, you're going to touch the hem of his garment. And the Lord will deliver you out of them all. Look up for your redemption draws nigh. So she was healed. Jesus said, who touched me? His disciples said, you see the multitude? You see? How can you say who touched me? He looked around about to see who had done this thing. And the woman was in fear, trembling, knowing what was done in her. She came and she fell down at him and told him the truth. And he said to her, daughter, Daughter, thy faith. I don't know about nobody else, but I'm going to stand in faith. I don't walk by what I see. I've heard the bells dinging. I've watched the monitors going up and down. I've seen the tubes come in. I've seen them go out and come back in. I've seen all that there is to see. I know this. I'm standing on faith. I believe God no matter what I see, no matter what I taste, no matter what I hear. I believe God and that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God today. I'm going to believe God tomorrow. And no matter what happens, no matter what the end result may be, I'm telling you right now, I believe God. I care not today what tomorrow may bring. Shadows or sunshine or rain. For the Lord I know ruleth or everything. And all my worries in vain. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I'm living by faith. And it's in Jesus alone. I'm trusting, confiding in his great love. Above all harm safe in his sheltering arms. I'm living by faith. And I feel no alarm. The woman feared and trembled, knowing what was done. He said, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. 
the rest of the story. While he had spake, there came to the rulers, the synagogues, to the house, and said, Thy daughter's now dead. Well, you want to talk about a moment of defeat. You want to talk about trying times and troubling issues and feelings. What must he have gone through? Thy daughter's now dead. Why do you trouble the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard that. As soon as Jesus heard it. Hallelujah. As soon as Jesus heard that, the word was spoken. He said to the rulers of the synagogue, Be not afraid. Only believe. I have nothing else to do and you have nothing else to do. We can't do it. You can't do a thing. I ain't a thing I can do. I could sit there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And do you know I couldn't perform a healing? I couldn't do it. I ain't a thing I can do. There's no button I could push that would change it. But I know who can. I know the great physician. I know the God that's more than enough. I know the one who's able to make his grace abound towards me. I know the one who strengthens my heart. I know the one who lifts me up when I'm down. I know the one who wipes off my tears and when my heart is crushed, he's bigger than my heart. I don't know if this is doing you any good, but it sure is doing me good. I promise you sometime in your life you're going to be there. You're going to remember what I said. Do you know, I I, kind of stand here with a whole lot more compassion today than I had a week ago. Or two weeks ago. I stand here today with a whole lot more love in my heart for people who have gone through some devastating things. And all we have is only belief. Only belief. But there's more to the story. The Bible said that Jesus went with Jairus. Let's read what it says. Just believe. He suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he came into the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and he saw the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why do you make this ado? Why do you weep? The damsel's not dead, but she sleepeth. They laughed him to scorn, but when he had put them all out, he took the father and the mother and the damsel and them that were with him, and he entered into the damsel was li- where the damsel was lying. And when he took the damsel's hand, he said unto her, Talitha Kumai, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. When Jesus speaks, things happen. And the damsel arose. So how do I do this? How do I overcome in troubled times? What is it that God is telling us? First of all, don't look at your circumstance. First of all, you can't look at what you see. you got to look at what you know. One thing I said to the Lord the other night as I was praying and just seeking Him, and, 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 and here's what He said to me. He said, go to the Word. Go to the Word, Steve. Go to the Word. Go to the Word. What does the Word say? Go to the Word. I didn't have a Word, so I went to the Word. Let me tell you, there's an answer for every situation, and it's in the Word. 
And faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. Go to the Word. Get in the Word. Speak the Word. Read the Word. Pray the Word. Confess the Word. Here's what it says in Psalms 119.105. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light. I've been in a dark place. I've been in some tough times. And he lit my path. He illuminated my pathway and showed me it's going to be all right. The sun will come up tomorrow. (laughs) Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow (laughs) he'll illuminate our pathway. He gives his angels charge over us, keeping us in all of our ways. The disciples prayed and sang praises. And about midnight, the Bible says the angel of the Lord came and opened the doors. And they were let go. Now I want you to turn real quick to 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God. You see it? But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because we know Jesus, we can snatch from the grave the victory of Jesus. We can snatch from sickness the victory that is in Jesus. We can snatch from financial distress the victory that is in Jesus. Thanks be to God. Who causes us or gives us the victory. Let's look at another scripture. What does this one say? 2 Corinthians 2.14 Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. And makes manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. Thanks be to God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Not sometimes. Look at your name and say, not sometimes. sometimes. Like me today, you may be sitting in that seat and and you've come into some issues. If you haven't, you will. But I got news for you. There are two sides to that coin. (laughs) One side is the affliction. The other side is God is going to deliver you. You just remember, there's another side to that coin. You just remember, it's going to flip. It's going to turn. That thing is coming. You are going to come out. God is going to give you the victory because he said he would. God is going to cause you to triumph because he said he would. You're going to come out of that thing. You're going to overcome that thing. You're going to be delivered from all your trouble. Glory to God. Romans 8, 28 through 39. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them 
he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen. Who is even at the right hand of God. Who maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate me from the love of God? Shall tribulation? Shall distress? Persecutions? Famines? Nakedness? Peril? Sword? As it is written, for thy sake they are killed all the day long. And we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, nay. In all things, in all things, I am more. Than a conqueror through him that loves us. Years ago when I read when I would read this scripture, shall what shall separate me from the love of God? I used to think that was talking about God's love for me. I did. It seems as if it's talking about how much you love God. But it's not. You know what it's actually talking about? It's about talking about your love for God. It's talking about your trust in God. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understandings. All your ways acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. And so in this case, this scripture actually was the writer saying to us, it does not matter what I go through. It does not matter what I endure. It does not change God. He's still God to me. He will be God to me. He was God to me. He's still my father. He's still my helper. He's still my deliverer. He was my deliverer. He is my deliverer. And he will be my deliverer. No matter what comes, hell or high water, no matter nakedness, perils or whatever, famine, it does not matter what comes. I'm not going to change how I feel about God or my trust in God. No matter what I see, I still trust in God. No matter what comes my way, I still trust in God. No matter what the devil does, I still trust in God. No matter what you bring my way, I still trust in God. I trust in God. Stand up on your feet and give him praise. Come on. Stand up on your feet.